When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. And actually, it's not Mackie and Judd at all. Instead, it's time for Conduits of Trouble, Zolgad, and a Star Tribune sports columnist, Chip Scoggins, my good friend. How are you, sir? I am doing good, Judley. How are you? I am good. I've got a really weird question for you off the top, because if I'd asked you this question a few weeks ago, you probably would have checked me into a clinic and I couldn't have blamed you. Um, And now I guess it makes some sense. Are the Vikings potentially a playoff team? Uh, I think a lot of that hinges on Monday, Judd. I really really feel like that is a pivotal game in terms of how we're going to view the rest of the season. I guess if you if they lose, they still could be a playoff team because there's you know the rest of the schedule or the next what three weeks after that gets pretty soft. Um, but it just feels like that could be sort of a swing game in terms mm-hmm. of how we view them. And we know that Soldier Field has been a house of horrors for them, but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, they're definitely improving. We can say that, right? I mean, you can look at the defense and. Feel like it's making an improvement, and and then Dalvin's being Superman, um, yep. much like what Adrian was in 2012. Yep. Can he continue to do that? You know, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I think you know after after Atlanta, we were pretty much looking ahead next year and selling off and everything, and and there's just so many bad teams in the NFL, Judd, that I guess you can never count yourself out, right? Oh my God, the prime time games, Chip, are exposing this too. That that the Packers. Niners game last Thursday was basically yeah. San Fran's JV, right? Sure. And then yeah. Tampa, and then Tampa against the Saints was supposed to be this great game and was just completely a drubbing. Was, and Monday night was Jets Patriots, which was unwatchable. What What was the Tampa Bay? I mean, I, I know every team's you know capable of producing a clunker, but that one you're thinking, you know, going into that you're thinking, all right. Maybe Tampa's the you know the team that's going to come out of the NFC, and it's like, gee, I mean that was like, I, I'm sure they were you know sitting in the locker room afterwards, like what just happened? You know, yeah. they were so bad and so uncompetitive, um, and now the Saints suddenly look pretty darn good again, huh? Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing with the Saints, I think the Saints might ultimately be the best team in the conference um, because keep in mind when when Peyton got. COVID-19 in, was that April, I think it was? Real early, yeah, real yeah, early. Early on, 
he basically told the team, don't worry about anything. Like, we're not going to have an off-season program. We're not going to do basically a thing, okay? Mm -hmm. So they did not – I don't think they started to do any real football things as a team until training camp. Yeah. Which 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 as much as we mock OTAs, mini camps, um, they mean something. So I wonder if the Saints basically spent the first, you know, eight weeks or so or the early on weeks. First month, first first month, month plus, exactly. Yeah. Gelling a bit and now they're gelling. But my question about my question about Tampa and what happened to them on Sunday night football and the Vikings are very similar. Um, my question about Tampa was, did, the, did they, they have a bad night against the Saints and just get drubbed, or did they get exposed? And my question about the Vikings, with what you're saying about uh, Dalvin Cook, Chip, is this one. Is what they're doing sustainable? Um, I don't know. <laughs> you know, can, can, can Cook stay healthy, and can he continue to have this kind of workload? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, this this run he's on is pretty historic. And yep. can you continue to think that he's going to play at that level? You know, play at that at a high level, uh, and not have you know some kind of wear and tear, or you know, slow down because he's tired at the end of the year. I, I think that's a reasonable question to ask. Um, it will be interesting to see now that they've kind of had two or three games of, of Dalvin just literally carrying the offense and, and Cousins sort of a passenger, if that does um, lead to uh, maybe more play action uh, as teams really – because defenses are going to have to load up to try to stop him now. And and I think he's already seeing a, a high number of eight-man boxes. I saw stat I think Ben Guessing has. It's been floating around that uh, the frequency that defenses are putting an eight, eighth guy in the box. Seen this before, Chip. What's that? I, I said we've seen this film before. Yeah, it, it was uh, the numbers, Jed, were were, um, were were comparable to what Adrian used to see. And so, don't you feel like it's coming where Cousins is going to throw the ball thirty times a game at some point oh. and really try to take advantage of that? Um, maybe they won't with Zimmer. Maybe maybe Zimmer will say, "Screw it, we're just going to keep doing this until they stop it." And maybe that'll be the plan. But at some yeah. point, you have to take advantage of it with your passing game, right? Occasionally, yes, but Chip, I'm I'm just I'm convinced. I am just beyond a shadow of a doubt. I am convinced that during the bye week, Mike basically looked at Gary and says and said, "One, you've had success, big time success previously with guys who can run the ball. This guy's special." And two, I think they looked at the three picks that Kirk threw yes. against the Falcons, yeah. and that and Chip that that got got him to ten, which I believe is four more than he threw all of last year. Yes. And I, I really, and I, I know this sounds like a conspiracy th- theory, and I'm, I'm well known for those, but I, I really think that Mike said we have to take the ball out of Kirk's hands. So the answer to your question, do I think that Thielen and Jefferson are done catching passes? No, I don't. Do I think that if Chicago sells out to stop the run on Monday night, that the Vikings are going to panic and say, okay, the Dalvin plan is done? Absolutely not. Absolutely well, not. Yeah, the, the Monday is going to be a really interesting test because I, I got to think that they're going to be better at stopping the run than some of these other teams that we've seen. Yes. Um, and so it, it might be just be that, okay, he's not going to run for, you know, 200 yards or whatever or have, you know, run at five yards a clip. Um, 
that Cousins is going to have to make plays. And you would you would think it just you know the play action should be there. And we, we did see him. You know he didn't he didn't throw the ball a lot last week, but um, I mean they they did some things we saw last year with like getting him on the move. You know, and and making throws that way, which are, I think he's a lot more comfortable doing that. But I, I I totally agree with you, Judd. I think those three interceptions against Atlanta drove Zimmer just absolutely to the brink. Mm-hmm. And because he was, I mean, he kept talking, and, and rightfully so, as the number one talker, was just the turnovers. The turnovers were killing him. Mm-hmm. And so they probably did. He probably at that point he said, for whatever reason, he's got the turnover bug, and we're going back to just the way I want to do it with ball control. And if you can run the ball and keep his defense off the field, that was the other part of it too. You know that he talks about protecting the young corners. Um, that you know we're just going to ride Dalvin and, and if he's healthy. And I mean, what do you think? You think it's sustainable? Uh, no, no workload that he has right now. No, I don't because his his history in this league tells us that Dalvin can't stay healthy consistently. So, no, I be, because the problem is I don't think that you can go away from this plan if you're trying to win, right? And mm-hmm. I think that that means between the passing game and the run game that Dalvin probably needs to average, and this is going to sound crazy, but he probably needs to be, be between, let's say, 25 to 32 touches per game. Um, I don't see any way on God's green earth that he does not get hurt. But I know what the Vikings are doing. And I do think that with Kirk, if you put the ball back in Kirk's hands now and say, okay, Cook's been stopped. Now go to it. There's nothing that, there's nothing that we've seen this year that leads me to believe that Kirk is all of a sudden with that pressure back on him going to be super successful. I, I just think that Kirk needs to be. Managed, and I think that Kirk. If you ask Kirk Chipper to manage games, I think Kirk mm-hmm. is perfectly capable. I think he's a smart QB. I think he's a guy that can take instruction. But if you in 2020 basically say, "Okay, we're turning you loose," yeah, I, you go got problems. <laughs> go win it. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. you got problems. I'm sorry. That is not his strength. No, um, and it, I, I, you said if they're trying to win. I have to think that they look at this league and look at their schedule and say, holy, you know, we started one and five, but we're, we have a chance to be in this, you know, now being in the playoffs and being a, a, a serious contender are two different things, you yeah. know? Um, but I, you know, they're probably looking at it as like, heck, if we can make a run here, we'll, you know, we're relevant all of a sudden again. And so I, 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 I am going to be curious to see how cousins reacts if, and when, the Dalvin plan doesn't work, and they need a plan B. And it might be Monday night because the Bears' defense is, you know, probably just the best defense they faced, this, you know, in at least in a month, probably right. Oh, maybe. absolutely, no question maybe. about it. Yes, maybe. Um, Colts' defense, I think, is pretty good. Bears can't score though, but yes, de- defensively, they're. I believe that they're top ten in everything, um, aside from I think they're fourteenth against the run. Yeah, which is not and, bad. I mean, it's not terrible. Yeah. Yeah, and so, and I don't know what their injury situation is. I haven't seen their injury report this week, but um, yeah, it's going to be. It, it'll be interesting to see if they when they when they have to go to Plan B. What does Cousins? How does he react to that? Because they haven't had to go into Plan B in what a month now. Yeah, Falcons game, absolutely. Yeah, since the bye, do you do you think that so for Cousins to actually go to Plan B means that he's been told to. 
Do you think that Kubiak and Zimmer will tell him to, or do, do you think that if the Bears have initial success stopping Cook and and the Bears offensively are so bad that my assumption is they're not going to score a ton, they'll score yeah. some points. Um, do you think that the coaching staff would tell Cousins to go to Plan B, or do you think that they would very much say we're going to stick to what we do because we know the only thing that gives us a chance is basically thirty three. Yeah, I think stick with it. And, and stick with it means when you're down seven, maybe even ten. If you're down 14, 17 points, you can't stick with the run. Correct. Um, and that's the thing. I mean, this team is totally built. I mean, it's, it's like their blueprint is unmistakable, right? They have to play with the lead or within reasonable, right? I mean, but when they fall behind and you have to basically abandon it, um, you know, it, it's just they're not built that way. And the quarterback's not built that way. And so their whole thing is – Get a lead so you can run the ball, keep the defense off, um, you know, really have time possession. And so we haven't had to see them scramble and play from behind. Um, you know, obviously Green Bay scored early, you know, the first two drives uh, last time they were there. But but you can still stick with the run with that. But um, I think if, if, it's, if the running game is not going through like a quarter and a half or whatever, or even a half, and they're still, you know, they're in the game. I think they stick with it probably, you know. I think they should. And, you know, the one thing, um, you know, incorporating Dalvin in the passing game and some of those screens, that was effective. I mean, I think he had a couple big yes. uh, gains off the off the screen. And so, I mean, you could say that's part of the running game too, just those quick dump-offs and let him, try, you know, let a linebacker try to cover him, which is crazy. Um that the you know teams even try that, but um, so yeah, I, I don't think they would completely abandon it unless you you know something you know you have a turnover or whatever and you fall behind you know fourteen seventeen points and then you, your hands sort of forced at that point. And where I, I think I agree completely with you is on the point that this game to me is key. It's not because the Bears are great because they certainly are not great, uh, but the Packers in the first game uh, that the Vikings came back from the bye. The Packers' defense, tackling-wise, was just awful that day, okay? Mm-hmm. Detroit's a joke. I mean, they are trying to get Patricia. It's how terrible. Matt Patricia, yeah. how how we are having a conversation on Thursday um, with Matt Patricia, still coach of Detroit, is beyond me. So, Judd, how they win three games? <laughs> I have no idea. Hey, Chip, on, on Cook's long touchdown run, they had yeah. 10 defenders on the field. I know, yeah. yeah They're I, a joke. I, I, do you, I mean, I... I mean, who knows, you know, if they win a couple games. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that guy doesn't make it till the end of the year. He they, shouldn't. They just look. He's a defensive guru, Chip. It's, it, yeah, and you have 10 guys out there. I mean, that, those are the kind of things that are just, like, inexcusable, right? Yes. Um, so, I, yeah, I mean, and they're that's always been a gift for the Vikings, the, the Lions, right? That's, that's the get-well game for them. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> – it's funny, you know, one in five, and you're 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 thinking about Trevor Lawrence, and now all of a sudden, Dalvin has this just spectacular run, and you're thinking, well, maybe they can get in the playoffs, you know, and um, you know that squeaking into the playoffs probably is unsatisfying for some fans because you know if you get beat in the first round, it's like, well, you you hurt your draft pick, and right. But I, I still think I'm a, I'm always of the mindset is just just try to win and do the best you can and win as many games and deal with the, the draft, you know, after that. I mean, I, I still think it's, I still think there's, you know, a huge value, even if you, if you're one and done of getting to the playoffs. Yeah. And the, the shame to me, 
And AP went through this as well quite a bit. The shame to me is that Dalvin right now is so good. It, mm-hmm. How much fun would Dalvin be with a good quarterback, a really good one? Uh, because the clock is ticking quickly. Like like he doesn't have eight years or yeah six years. So I would love I would love to see them get him in his prime with a really effective QB. Because uh, this is fun to watch. But we've seen this before, Chip, and yeah, yeah. and it's it, at some point in time, you know, except for uh, 09 when Favre was your quarterback, at some point in time, it comes to a fairly abrupt end. This guy is is such a talent that he almost deserves to have that quarterback who you, you say, Dalvin Cook is part of a formula that you could really, really easily see being part of, of a Super Bowl team. Well, and it, yeah, that was the shame about Peterson's career here is just the you know the revolving door quarterback and some of the guys he had yep. know, uh, handing the ball off. But but and that's the thing is like you know fans like well can you win a championship with a you know 1990s blueprint where you just run first and that's you know you it's got to be all about the quarterback. But it, it doesn't have to be the either or. I mean it's like if they got a quarterback that was really good and like you felt like was a young ascending quarterback. Um, you still can have a, you know, Dallas still going to be a, a huge part of your offense, no matter what quarterback you had. You know, I mean, if you had Aaron Rodgers on this team, don't you think Dalvin Cook's still going to be a huge part of the offense? And you, know, you may not run him twenty eight times, right? That's but, the thing, exactly right. But you're not going to just say, okay, we're going to pass the ball fifty times now, and you know, and Dalvin's just going to be, you know, he's still going to be, no matter who your quarterback is, I think it's still going to be, maybe not. 50-50, but he's going to have a run first. Yes, I would think. No question, right? no question. The issue that the Vikings have right now is if, in the current construction, okay, personnel wise, if Kirk Cousins was making twelve mil, that's he'd it. be great. That's it. That's his it. Pro- his problem is he's paid like a star, and he's not even close to being your star, and and so now now you don't necessarily have as good a guards as possible, and you certainly don't have the veteran corner that you would have gone out and gotten, right? So, yeah. like, like it's it's not Dalvin's fault, but the Super Bowl formula is completely thrown off by the fact that your quarterback right now is being used like a guy who probably deserves 13 mil, mm-hmm. and he's making, you know, a huge portion of your, of your cap, which in turn hurts everybody else on the team and throws off the structure of what should be a team that has a chance to contend for a championship, but right now has none. Yeah, if you could allocate... Yeah, it's not some. I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but it's not Dalvin's contract. It's you know Anthony Barr, it's the Kirk Cousins, it's some of these other contracts where you've you know you miscalculate that money could be spent yeah. on the offensive line or whatever. Um, and so yeah, that's uh, you know that's the bigger issue at this point is it's just you know how you allocated your money there. And you know I wrote this. It's funny. Last year I did a before last season I did a column where you know I wrote that. Dalvin was the second most important player on the team. And, we, we, you know, I don't think we knew really at that point even how great he was or could be when he's healthy. Um, how many teams, I mean, there's no even debate. He's by far their most important player on offense. We've seen that. I mean, how many games do they win without him, you know? Probably um, one, maybe one, two. Maybe. Um, how many? How many teams would you say – the quarterback is not the most important player on the team. Oh, it's very, very small. In 2020, handful, right? In 2020, it's a very small list. Yes, and that, that's your answer. Maybe right five, there, right? Yeah, yeah. No, my my. The shame of this is that he should be on a roster 
where where he has a chance to be an absolutely essential part of said team, but he's not this important because you don't have to basically go into game saying you're going to touch the ball th- 32 times. That's the that's the thing. You're, you're almost you're almost draining the gas from his tank at a time when yeah he's fun to watch, but it's not when you wanted to do it in some yeah, ways. Get the payoff for it probably exactly. Yeah. And Peterson exactly. Chip was the same way for a long time too. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that I mean, was a different era of football uh, for part of it, I think, because I don't think quarterback play when Peterson started in 2007 was probably deemed as important as it is 13 years hence. Um, yeah. But I would just I would love to see Dalvin put on a team where he is a huge part of the team. And you said, oh, my gosh, this team can win a championship as opposed to you beat the Packers in Detroit. Congratulations, because that's all Dalvin Cook. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, it's. Um... You know, when when you have a running back that's that special, you should be able to like not only take advantage of that because he's good, but also in the passing game that should just open up a ton for Thielen or Jefferson or you know mm. Irv Smith. I mean, just mm. yeah. I mean, right. you think about like what is the percentage of eight man boxes that you see, and it's like thirty percent or something, thirty five percent. So it's just like that has to open up things, I would think. Which you know, so eventually they have to take advantage of this, Judd. I mean, it, it has to lead. I just feel like a big passing game is coming on because teams are going to really gear up to try to stop Dalvin, not let him just kill him. Which leads me to my next point, because I agree wholeheartedly with what you just said. And here's my next point. Number one, how smart does Stefan Diggs look right now? Because he saw this coming. He got a yeah. pre, he, he was given t- free tickets to a sneak preview of we're not going to throw the ball and said, get me out of, of here. I will even go to Buffalo to play. And it's been great. Um, and my other, so, so if watching Cook has been great fun, especially the past two games, Chip, mm-hmm. my, my lament as a football fan. Okay. As a football fan, as a person who likes to see greatness, my lament is this. Not Thielen. It's not seeing more Justin Jefferson, who has six yeah. catches for 90 yards in, in the past two games. Because this kid is flat-out special. Yeah. And Justin Jefferson, can you imagine, Chipper, if the Green Bay Packers, instead of being like, we got to get Jordan Love, had had the foresight to jump ahead of the Vikings in the draft? And oh, can yeah. you imagine if Aaron Rodgers, two receivers right now, were Devonte Adams and Justin Jefferson, who, by the way, catches both the balls that got dropped by the same guy in Green Bay. There's no question. He catches yeah. both those. Can yeah. you imagine if the Green Bay Packers had been proactive enough to go get this kid? Yeah, it would be scary. You know? And Aaron Jones with that. Oh. Uh, yeah, that offense would be uh, a nightmare. Yeah, and, and that's... Well, that's the thing. As, as, you know, as fun as, as you mentioned, is watch Dalvin right now. And I'm sure Jefferson and Thielen would rather be catching passes than blocking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just, I mean, Cousins threw, what, 13 or 14 passes at Green Bay, and what did he throw Saturday or last uh, this past Sunday, like 20? He's at, he he's at 20, and yeah, I, I think he's at, I think he is at 17 games. per game in the past two games. Yeah, 34 for two. Yeah, so yes, it's just, just, you know, there's just not many opportunities, you know, and so, um, yeah. It's a trade-off because you're winning, and, and you're and, and you know the formula is what they want. But at some point, yeah, you want to see the Jefferson we saw, you know, earlier in the year where he's just absolutely spectacular and making all kinds of ridiculous catches and runs, and and you got to get Thielen going again too. And so, but they're just 
there haven't been any opportunities. I mean, it's just been pretty limited. Well, there, there, there have been opportunities. They're electing to pass them up, which is very yeah. intriguing. <laughs> but, Judd, Judd, the, the pendulum has to swing back eventually, right? I mean... <sighs> what does it look like, Chip? Like, yeah, I get where I get what you're saying and where you're going. Um, and I don't think that Jefferson and Thielen are done catching deep balls for the entire season. Yeah. But with at the rate they're going and with what Dalvin means, like, what is that shift in pendulum? Because I don't think it's complete. Like, no, I think it's no, some. No, it's not going to be just airing out. I mean, they're not going to do that. I mean, you're not going to, because then we'd come back and say, no, wait a second. You've got the best running back in yeah. football. And you're not, yeah. But, but I do think, um, like, if I'm Gary Kubiak, like, Monday night, I opened the game with a play action bomb, you know? Just, like Detroit did. That's yeah. exactly what Detroit did on I Sunday. Hand off and throw a deep one to Jefferson. And because I love it, there has to be a benefit from this. There has to be. Um, wait, 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 wait. Do you know how long we said this about Adrian and that team? Yeah, this is 2008. I'm talking about here. This is 2009. This is Chip in 2009. But you might have you might have to accept you might have to accept that Kirk Cousins and Kelly Holcomb might be much closer than Kirk Cousins and Brett Favre. Like, we used to have this conversation in the press room at Winter Park how many times of, okay, this is where I play Michael Jenkins, Aroma Shadu, going to catch three deep passes. We used to have this conversation constantly, and it rarely happened. And that's what I'm just warning is I don't know. <laughs> Do you think in 2035 we're going to be on this same podcast? We're going to be like, oh, let me they tell you. Play action. they got to throw it deep. Let me tell you, kid, something. <laughs> Kirk Cousins Jr. stinks. <laughs> I don't know. Oh god! But that, that's what I do. That's that's oh. what I'm calling. I, I'm calling it now, Judge. I like First it. play, play action, bomb to Jefferson. If it gets picked, Zim's head will pop <laughs> off his head at Soldier Field. That's right. Then you're going to see ten straight Dalvin runs after that. I mean, Kubiak <laughs> will be if if they go if they go play action first play Cousins deep for Thielen probably, and it gets picked. <laughs> Kubiak will he'll walk by the press box because he's just been fired. <laughs> It'll be like the old days where you hold out your hand and the ruler and the principal smacks with the ruler. Oh, Don't do that again. <laughs> it's unbelievable. But yeah, but but um, Stefan Diggs, though, I mean, he really yeah. did. He really had the foresight to say the path that you guys are going down is yeah. a very dangerous one to th- those of us who like to catch a lot of passes. Yeah, and I didn't like the way he went about it. Obviously, there's you, know, you can't just you can't just show up, not show up for work. I mean, that's not, Agreed. It's not the most professional, but. It, but if you're a receiver and, and you realize, hey, my value is a catch and pass and not, you know, watching Dalvin do his thing, um, you know, he, he you know, he made a wise career decision for him, you know, to get out and uh find an offense that, you know, is gonna air it out more than this one. So Vikings play the Bears in Chicago Monday night, and I am I am terming the, the next four days, five days, Chipper. I'm term mm-hmm. I'm terming it prove it weekend because at tcf bank stadium the gophers play iowa on friday night mm-hmm. and as bad as they looked in, in the first two games and i know that the illini were down to i believe their fourth quarterback on saturday and they truly they truly do stink as well but the vikings beat detroit which detroit's awful so good for you you won convincingly your opponent was terrible yeah. the illini to me is in the same bin of you are bad too so I think the Gophers, Iowa on Friday, and the Vikings, Bears on Monday are going to really shape how I feel about these teams. Because if they can both win, 
then I say, okay, there's something here. And if they don't win, I'm probably back to, in both cases, yeah, I did. I, I never really took you that seriously. Now, it doesn't mean that the Vikings couldn't make a playoff run because the schedule, yeah. their strength, the schedule's not great for their opponents. Um, but I think that Iowa on Friday and the Bears on Monday are going to give us a really decent read right now on where these teams are potentially at. Yeah, I think that's totally true. I mean, they both are like measuring stick games, right? Kind of see, like, you had wins, but the teams were crummy. And, and yeah, Iowa was, uh, got off to a bad start, too. But they're, they're you know, they're going to be the – well, they're not probably better than Michigan. But they're, you know, they're a good team. And they have a good defense, a strong defense. And so, I'm not sure how good their offense is, but, they're, you know, the defense is, is tough. And so – yeah, and then the same thing with the with the Vikings. Like, okay, are you really back, or yeah. were you just kind of beaten up on? You know, Green Bay wasn't. It's not a bad team, but their defense is just not very good. To be honest with you, or they just had a bad day, and, and Lions are awful. So, um, yeah, I think both of these teams in both of these games will sort of chart a direction for or at least the perception how we view them and. You know, if the, if the if the Gophers, if they're, you know, if they win, then I feel like you could say, okay, they, you know, they're starting to figure some things out defensively. Offensively, I think they're fine. You know, I think they're obviously lost some guys on the offensive line, but I think they can score some points and they'll be fine. Defensively, still don't really know. And then the Vikings, I feel like they're improving, but how is this more about just Dalvin being brilliant the last two weeks, or, or are they really seeing uh, a team that's starting to turn the corner? The Packers win – Okay, the Packers' defense is terrible. But the Packers' win did impress me. I mean, to me, that's if you go to Green Bay and, and win, I'm not going to say, oh, that means nothing. Uh, the Detroit win, I was like, okay, that's good that you won, but that team is actively not trying. The Illini on Saturday, I mean, they're just so depleted. QB. Yeah. I mean, that poor QB got hurt. His hand got, got hurt, and yeah. they couldn't take him out. So, and they're, not, and they're not good to begin with. Exactly. On top of it, yeah. Exactly right. But the Gophers, and and if the Gophers win against Iowa and they play well, I'm not even sure what my expectation is, but it was so sullied defensively by those first two games. Yeah. I, I think I just want to see them um, play a decent opponent and be credible defensively. Yeah. That, yeah, I mean, the first two games were just so atrocious, particularly the Maryland one, which, I mean, then they pound what Penn State. The Big Ten is just... It's bizarre. Yeah, it is. You know, Indiana and is up there 3-0, and Northwestern's 3-0. I think they won one Big Ten game last year. Uh, or maybe, uh, I got a question know, for you off that. Either another one. So, yeah, the Big Ten is just... And we, we sort of thought, uh, you know, this, this season was going to be wild anyways just because you don't know who's going to be there and all that but um i don't think anybody if you look at the standings i'm not sure many people would have predicted this three after three weeks big 10 questions for you mm-hmm. number one why and i get the i get that it's financially uh it's for financial reasons but why does nebraska keep making so much noise every time they can't play when they're not that good and i i'm not saying that you shouldn't want to play okay yeah, but it's like they've been out front. You you would think that they're the Buckeyes. I know why. Yeah, I can see the Buckeyes because so can I. They're one of the four best teams in the country, right? And they have they're going to. I'd be stunned if they're not in the playoff, and so they need to get 
you know, they need to play six games. They need to play as many games as possible to impress, the, to, you know, to make the playoff committee feel like, okay, this is a representative number. We 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 feel like they're one of the best. Um, you know, like Wisconsin, they they cannot have any more post or cancellations, or they're not going to be able to play for the Big Ten title. Yep. Nebraska is like, you know, part of it is because football's king there, and it's such a revenue driver for that town. Of uh, football, I don't know if you've ever been to Lincoln on a Saturday. I mean, it is a. I've heard about it. It's it's incredible. Glenn Cravier's told me all about it. I gotta be honest, it's it's uh it's one of my favorite places to go um because it is just uh all about the game and and that town. I mean, they need the money, good. I mean, they, that downtown really sure. It's such a revenue. But they keep complaining like they're good. I, well, it's like I I get privately saying we'd like to play, please. But yeah. but you would think that the way that they got out front of things that they were going to be neck and neck with the Buckeyes. It's just like yeah. tone 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 it down just a little bit, guys, because your your team's not good at all. So that's yeah, my question. They're, yeah, they're acting like uh, Tom Osborne's the coach and Tom Frazier's. <laughs> but John, look how many games this week in college football have been canceled. Yes, I know. I mean, four in the SEC. Yep. Um, obviously, with another one in the Big Ten. I think there's eight I, I, I counted. So, um, I mean, much like the country, man, it's not going the right way. And Here's my thought, Chip. I, I think, because I do think that the pro leagues had a set amount of games to get to yeah. that became ultimately to them, and probably rightfully so important. My sense of college is is that, that right now we probably have a pretty good idea of who the top four teams are. Yeah. Um, and I know that we're talking about, you know, games played and make up weekends and six games and blah, blah, blah. But with the way that COVID-19 is trending right now, I really think that the only important thing is that that the selection people can pick those four teams and get that playoff done. Yeah. Um, and, and I think we're going I, I think we're going to see le- less and less of, oh, my God, the Buckeyes played just six games. Is that enough i think yeah. we're to the point now where un- unlike the pros the finish line for college is really going to be getting just four teams and putting them in that playoff and playing those games so that they can cash in there yeah and it's okay you know you got to play the games and all that but okay does anybody think that alabama's not one of the four best teams of correct they are if Clemson's whole and they have Trevor Lawrence, are they one of the four best? Of course they are. Correct. Ohio State, when they're whole, are they one of the four best? Yes. I mean, I think those three, you could put them in the playoff right now. You know, the fourth one, is it Notre Dame? Is it Oregon? Um, I think there's some doubt about that one. Is it, you know, Florida, Texas A&M? I think the, the fourth team um, is still be determined. But to me, there are three that are head and shoulders. And I know Clemson lost, but they lost without Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Um so I think there's three that are head and shoulders above everyone else, and then that fourth one, probably a toss-up. So you need to play it, and then that's where it's going to be tough for the uh, for the playoff committee to try to figure out how you you know determine if one team played nine games, one only played six. How do you judge who's best? You know, you know the best out of that group. So, but you're right. And I saw my buddy Dennis Dodd from CBS. I, I get a chance to read the whole thing, but he's floating whether there should be a bubble for the playoff teams. Um, because that's the thing, Judd. If if you're gonna have a playoff, you want Trevor Lawrence in it. You want Justin Fields in it. Oh, you want, most you definitely. Want Alabama's yes. Alabama's best players in it. And yes. So you want to have. It, you know, the worst thing. I don't say the worst thing, but it would be bad if 
if you get your playoff and all of a sudden Trevor Lawrence can't play it because he tested positive or your coach can't be there, that's going to be interesting to see. You know if that if that scenario happens. That uh, Clemson game too was absolutely fantastic. I mean, yeah, sa- yeah. Saturday night that that is your sport. I think at its best. That was sure. so much fun to watch that game. Yeah, it was, it was great and um, back and forth, and you know, just I mean, it's that's that is college football's best. And obviously, you know, you didn't have Trevor Lawrence, so maybe it wasn't as best. But that the quarterback they have come behind him, uh, they're going to be okay. <laughs> oh hell yeah! <laughs> Yeah, reload, they're going to just sneak by. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be – man, it's wild, though, when you see all these games just getting postponed. And, I know. And, well, for, well, not postponed, for the big game is canceled outright. And so um, <laughs> I, I'm curious to see Wisconsin. You know, they're going to try to play this week and haven't played in two weeks. Kudos. They played play one game, you know. I know. I know. Kudos. Smartest move yet. Maryland. You get sort of hot, right? Yeah, and then your schedule says Ohio State. <laughs> Hold on a second, we're gonna get yeah. we're gonna we're gonna get smoked. Let's go to the bar for a while. Yeah, uh, we got COVID. We, we we can't play. But but that's the type of thing. The Buckeyes to me are an example. If they play four games, they still have to be in in that uh, yeah. playoff because they're just so good. Like, well, you know, the Big Ten has that rule, Judd. You got to play six. So if they waivers, Chip. Lawsuits, lawsuits. America's all about lawsuits right now. Well, yeah. Let's say let's say something happened and they have to miss a couple more, and they only play five, so they can't play for the Big Ten championship. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know what does the playoffs committee do then? But can the playoff committee go around the conference itself and take oh, them? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think they're they're only charged with picking the four best. Then I think so, they're in. Yeah, yeah. It's if you're five and zero oh and you've only played five, you know, it'd be hard to. And you're, and you know, you just watch them. I test. I mean, it's. I think they're know. in. Fields has to be in. Yeah. To your point, he has to be in. He's that good. Yeah, yeah, and it's 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 a shame because you know you don't want to point fingers, but the, you know it's Maryland that had the outbreak, not Ohio State. And, yeah. Um, allegedly. You know, allegedly, yeah. So I don't know. But Last question for you, sir. Be crazy. Yeah. Is uh, d- despite the fact that this year is so weird in college football. Is Jim Harbaugh in his last year at Michigan? I think he is. I really do. Um, you know, you could justify, you know, okay, you don't beat Ohio State, and and that's you know a thorn in their sides, and everybody, um, you know, that's you got to beat Ohio State. That's the one game, and you you're on five against them. But when you're losing other games, and you haven't developed a quarterback, and you're making. Eight million dollars, I think, is his salary, mm-hmm. um, and it's, it's just kind of wearing thin. And you know, I mean, there's—I'm sure he still has backers that say, "Well, who's going to get better?" Well, that, I'm not sure that's—you know—he's being paid uh, to to do more than what he's given him, and uh, his record against top ten opponents is just not good. And so, I think it is. I don't—I have no idea what the buyout is. I'm sure it's a lot, obviously, um, and so sometimes that prohibits it. You know. I don't know if the university is going to be in position to cut a big check to him, but um, if it's not, if that's not an issue, I think it's going to be his last year. And, you know, I'd, unless unless something turns around and they beat Ohio State, if he beats Ohio State, they're not, you know, right? They're, they're not going to fire him. But um, they've looked awful, though. But yeah, but if they if they if they since the golf game, you know, another game, and then they you know they lose to Ohio State, I think there's going to be a big time pressure to to get rid of him. Best guess who who would replace him? Do you think? Hmm. That's a good question. 
Um, I don't know. Um, there's not off the top of my head, you know, there's not a, they're a Michigan graduate, you know, that's, that played there. That's coaching somewhere else. I, uh, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know who would be, I mean, you know, they're still Michigan, so they're going to target the biggest names, you know? And so, right. um, I'm not sure who would even, you know, kind of fit in that, you know, I don't think they cast a wide net, you know, I mean, it would be a pretty narrow scope. I would think for guys that they feel like, you know, could handle the pressure. Do you, do you think, Michigan. do you think that there's a chance that they could woo urban Meyer back into coaching? Going to the biggest rival from where he was at. Ooh. Um, I guess I'd never say never because money talks. You know, <laughs> if you said, hey, Herbert, we're going to pay you $10 million a year, I think he probably would. But man, going from Ohio State to Michigan, uh, I don't know. <laughs> It'd be a I mean, great storyline. Oh, it'd be a hell of a storyline. But I, I guess I would be a little surprised by that just because of the, um, you know, that would be joining the enemy, so right. to speak. But, oh, yeah. but, but money talks, Judd. You know, it is Michigan. They have a lot of money. Amen, brother. Thanks, Chipper. I'll talk to you next week, okay? All right, bye. This holiday, whether you're making a Fred Meyer Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Fred Meyer has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone.